I don't know. We're live, so we'll figure it out live. <laughs> there it is, episode 87 of the Aji's podcast. Harry just said to me when I hit the button, where do you want to start? I go, yeah, no. and you never have an answer. No. You know, I, that's what I mean. We, we, we take weeks off at a time on this podcast and get and get ripped for it. We get admonished, like I said uh, two weeks ago on social media. It's happening again. Like, where, where's your podcast? You guys quit? You on vacation again? All this kind of stuff. And then we come and start to do it, and you you start out. I don't get a text saying, hey, I want to get into this. I, you know, start out with something. I mean, you know, hit me. I, I'm like I wait for you to come with a full clip, Harry. What do you? Yeah. I, 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 what if what if I have no clip? I'm shooting blanks over here. Yeah, you exactly. need to come with a full clip and another one on the belt. Thank goodness I've been shooting blanks since I was 18. <laughs> yeah, which is why you're saving some dough. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're back today uh, for uh, who knows what. Yeah. I, I think there's actually some pretty interesting things to talk about today. Well, um, there are, but a, a lot of it pisses me off because. Me, actually, me too. And I don't even yeah. know what exactly you're referring to, but there's some things that, I, that are pissing me off lately as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's part of the, the whole thing about the slow time in sports. See, this is what happens when football ends. Yep. You know, you get stuck with this bullshit, you know, yep. where, where a guy, an out of market guy, you know, uh, throws something out there and he doesn't give any real details, but it's just this sort of this trolling comment on his show. And then it becomes a thing here locally uh, and everybody gets all on up in arms of blaming the media for trying to destroy the Eagles. And uh, it just takes on a life of its own. And I'm just I, I hate this shit. And then the other thing is. It, everything comes down to everything is about money in sports anymore. And it has been for a long time. I'm not breaking any news here, but it's finally gotten to a point like a like a tipping point with me. Okay. And I want to talk about that today. OK, at some point. OK, well, kind of where you started, what you mentioned there. I don't think there's any more. There could be any bigger of a total douchebag bullshit move then I know why this team fell apart, but I'm not saying it. Right. That whole notion, like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, and, and You know Craig, too. Oh, sure, sure I do. And I, I actually like Craig. Yeah, okay? I do, too. But yeah, that's I mean, such a bullshit move. I actually like Craig a lot. And, I, you know, I respect him for, you know, what he's done in the business. Of course, he has had his issues and, you know, he's paid a price for that. Yeah, and yeah. now he's back. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, that he's going to gotten a second chance and, and can go on. But this was a this was a total bullshit move. Like if you're going to say, I know why the Eagles fell apart uh, and it involves, you know, a big name player that will no longer be on the team next year as a result of this. But I can't tell you who it is and what it was. Yeah, like that's a, bullshit. It, okay? Your job is to either share with your audience or not share with your audience. You can't say you know and not tell. Right. And he's it's not a reporter. Bullshit. He's not a yeah. reporter. Okay. He's he's in the quasi-media, as I like to call it, because that's yep. how I refer to myself. I'm not really in the media. I reserve the media for guys who actually do journalism, uh, you know, and report stuff and are in the locker rooms on a daily basis, you know, covering teams and all that kind of thing. That's not me. Okay. And that's not him either. No. Okay. You're right. It's qu that's quasi-media. Yeah, really whatever. whatever. <laughs> But 
uh, you know, and he's and he's a hot he's a hot take guy, a click you know clickbait kind of whatever whatever you know derogatory term you want to throw on it. It's him. I mean, that's what he is. You know, he's, he's kind of a, like a bombastic, you know, shock jockey kind of guy in the sports business, and has done very well for himself. Um, you know, through that. But what it happens, you can always say this in the off season. Any of these guys around the country can do this to us, whether it's somebody in San Francisco or somebody in New York, whatever, and they know it's going to catch fire because yeah. that's who we are. We Colin can't. Coward's made a career out of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I don't even know. Is he? Yeah, I guess he is. He is on in Philadelphia on The Gambler. They air his yeah, show. Yeah, he is now. Yeah. Okay. But, but uh, he, you know, you know, he's not. He's not a big name here, but he, yes, he always trolls Philadelphia. Yeah, because uh, he knows that, that Philadelphia will react. It works. For him. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know, and then I, you know, I find it just so funny about how uh, then the local guys get you know thrown into it too about how you know they're trying to break up the team. They they love when the team lose. Like like Jeff McClain couldn't care less if the team wins twelve games a year or loses twelve games a year. I guarantee yeah. you. Okay, he's there to report either way, and that's his job, yeah. you know. And and you know he'll say stuff that might involve a you know something about a problem with the coaching staff or whatever, and the fans get all up in arms at him, they like shoot the messenger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like like he's supposed to avoid it if he finds something out. Like oh well, that you know, that, that would make the Eagles look bad. I better not say anything. Yeah, like, are you serious? Like, like, what do you think? What do you think? His He's job not a PR is? guy for the team, right. You know, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of following this thing. Yeah. And not really giving a shit. And, right. And I saw Johnny Marks um, commenting on it because, you know, Craig's report comes out. He gets into it with asking a hey, genius. Yes. <laughs> yes <he's> sweet. <laughs> I saw hey, it. genius. I saw you backed off. <laughs> yeah. Like Howard to the rescue. Right. And then and Adam Schefter went on the fanatic. Did anybody uh, hear it? Um, and he said that everything Craig said was bullshit. Uh-huh. And and John Marks was right. He makes the point. He says, you know, Schefter sees the report from Carton, calls the Eagles or texts the Eagles, and they say, No, it's total bullshit. And then he reports it as bullshit. Right. So people right. go, see, Schefter knows he's plugged in. Right. Schefter has been a, a fucking lackey for these teams. For years, well, of course, he and Rappaport. You know why they get the the, the draft get the for scoops. everybody else, right? Yes. Yeah, and they don't get real reporting. They get what the team tells or them. Or the agent wants first. them to know. Yes. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, so, yeah. It was just like when I was wrong, Harry. Yeah, about reporting on Carson Wentz's back. Right. Adam Schefter comes out and goes, "That's not true." A recent scan showed there was no issue. Yeah. Okay. And then, I, as my report came out uh, hours later, was. A recent scan showed a fracture. Well, which one was it, Adam? You called me a fucking idiot two hours ago when I broke it. Yeah. But now you realize that when you're not listening to the Eagles, there is a fucking fracture there. It's all bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, t- first of all, take what you read from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. It's all bullshit. They're being told what to say, and they're and they're on the take. <laughs> you know it. what I mean? Everybody's exactly. on the take, Harry. Right, except me. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my take? Yeah, I'd like to take. Some. You know, I'm. I'm you know, I'm, all is I, there all a I line do, for the take? All I do is see people on the. You know, getting the take. I get yeah. no take. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
But this but, is the same Adam Schefter who tweeted uh, yesterday, I believe it was. It was either yesterday or the day before. I saw this and laughed. It was um, it was about the punter from Buffalo, the former uh, Bills punter being signed by Kansas City. And I just want to make make light of the the way he worded this tweet, if I could find it here again. Um, uh, a big development in KC. Oh, That's how God. the tweet starts. Right? Okay. Chiefs are signing former Bills punter Matt Areza per source. Now, this punter was the guy uh, who was released trouble, by right? Buffalo. Well, apparently it's it's kind of a big story a long story he no charges were ever brought yeah. i believe to this guy the case i think was dropped and the the victim quote unquote victim you know eliminated him from uh from the whole discussion he admits to having sex with the girl but says it was consensual and he didn't know she was under age but Nothing ever came about it as far as punishment for him, except he lost his gig with the Bills. Wasn't he a first round pick? Too, I, he was a draft pick. I know yeah. that. I, I, you know, but uh, you know, a big development in Casey. They signed a punter. First of all, when you sign a punter, is that really a big development? No, no. <laughs> a big development would have been if they traded Josh Allen for uh for Patrick Mahomes. That's yeah. a big development. Exactly right. What you exactly. what you're talking about is a small condominium community. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is not exactly. a big development, right? So you know when when all this stuff start, surfaced with Carton's uh, alleged report, I you know you're immediately thinking as a as an Eagles fan or somebody who follows the Eagles closely. Well, it's either AJ Brown or Jalen Hurts. It has yeah. something to do with one of those guys, maybe both of them, because they were both you know uh, friends since uh, you know they were young younger guys, you know, growing up. Um, in the south and and whatnot and and maybe there's a rift there appears to have been a rift with them where they don't look buddy buddy anymore on the sidelines and you know Hertz is aloof and he's always sitting by himself with this weird look on his face and he's got he's like an emotionless like like a, a he's like a ghost in a weird way on the sideline you don't even know if he's alive like he had a lobotomy or it's something. really weird man i gotta be honest but and and then it, then it comes out that Fletcher Cox was one of the guys who got pissed off about Jalen Hurts's per personality and the way he didn't interact with teammates and he doesn't show emotion and all that. And I get all that. Like, mm -hmm. like I guess I think that would piss me off too to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, show um, me you got a pulse. Yeah, exactly. You're human. You know, we're we're all in the tr this trench together, man. Like, show yeah. me that you're you're as into this as I you am. Give here. a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and. um well, I, you know, I guess there was other players that aren't that aren't so uh, taken with his personality and that people have, you know, players have reached out to him to try to get him to be more relatable and, and, care, and show that he cares more. And I'm thinking, why do we always get these guys? This is similar to what happened with Wentz. Yeah. Where well, Wentz, Wentz, they get the money. Yeah, well, I don't even know if it's the money, but the, like, like Wentz came in here with this goofy, like weird personality and he didn't sort of a you know, relate to a, a portion of the, of the locker room and it became a problem and he ends up, you know, out here comes Hertz Hertz comes in and he's got a weird personality. Donovan McNabb had a weird personality. Can't Boy, we Detmer. ever get a, can't we ever get a guy <laughs> like they have in Buffalo or Kansas city that just yeah. looks like a freaking football player. And he wants to go out and like, I don't know, like, like he freaking gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, why do we I, always like, get these guys? Yeah. Like, I definitely think like Hertz, like 
he does give a shit, but well, of course he, he may does, not but he just show doesn't it well. show it. Yeah. But, Harry, I look to me, it's the it's like the the band that hits it big with it with a hit first album. It's they have such a hard time writing the second one. Yeah. Because you can't complain that you got no money, you got no friends, you got no right women. It's like a Lannis, Lannis Mars set. Yeah. Jagged Little Pill was a terrific record. Okay. Yep. And then her follow-up because yep. she was no longer angry. She now she no, had all this money and adoration yeah. and probably 15 boyfriends in, yep. uh, that were all kissing her ass instead of one that dumped her and you know, whatever. And like exactly. That's exactly there's nobody right. To, there's nobody to prove Ron or bitch about anymore. Right. And so the, the emotion is gone. Yes. It's devoid. Right. And 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 it happens with these guys. They get so they hand these quarterbacks so much fucking dough mm-hmm. that they got this fu money for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And and look, some guys work through it and can work harder as even after getting it. Some guys can't. I don't know if Hurts can or can't. I thought it was premature to give him to anoint him the way you did. I thought he had a really good year, mm-hmm. but it was still just a year. And there, I thought there were still deficiencies in his game that could rear their head. Why reasons why he was a second round pick and not a first, all those things. But, um, and I don't know where it goes. Like Carson Wentz was what a number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. So, and he, like that guy can't even sniff the league anymore. He's right. And the guy who was drafted ahead of him, which much controversy is playing his ass off and, and way better. Right. Yeah. And golf. Right. So, and, and we look, we thought that guy was a donkey at first. Like they were idiots for taking him over Wentz, mm-hmm. and look where it is now. Yeah. So I don't know, um, but but I saw AJ Brown replying to some WI pay tweets and huh. one that uh, the afternoon show in with Ike uh, Jack Fritz and 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 Spike was kind of making this point in this video that where were you when you know we were lauding that you're great? Were you saying we were you know were we overrating you at that point? And right. This yeah. whole thing between the media and the players, like the media is all, or the players always said, oh, I don't listen. I don't yeah. look at the newspaper. They're all full of shit. Yeah, they well, all do. It's human. It's human I, nature. I thought that really isn't A.J. Brown. That was his account that has been taken over by somebody Hijacked. else. Yeah. And I I, how does that work? How does that happen? Yeah, I don't even know. But <laughs> he said whoever that account is now said that they were going to call and address the situation this morning. I don't know. Oh, really? Did or I, I, I don't listen. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who like knows? I, I can't listen to this anymore. I've had enough. God, this Eagles. It's like, Oh my God, it's exhausting. Yeah. But Brian Cunningham puts up here hard to get up in the morning and run five miles when you're sleeping in silk sheets, Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Balls on. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Right. Totally. Right. You got three broads in the bed now. Yeah. You're going to get up and run. You're going to, at dark and run the Rocky steps now? No. <laughs> I think Rocky oh, uh, in the arc of the movies uh, had an issue with training Harry because he had too much dough. That's why he had to leave and go to Russia. Oh, is that right? I forget That's why that. he trained over there in Siberia, carrying the uh, the railroad tie in four feet of snow. jeez. <laughs> oh, and what was the other thing that came out? I don't even know if it's really true, but it's something about – uh, Sirianni and his emotional oh. outburst on the sidelines and, and his big Dom was suspended. He didn't have him to sort of rein him in and he's yelling at players and the Fighting. players are pissed off. <laughs> if I, like you said, I don't know if it's true. Yeah. I, I have no idea, but if that's true, like, see ya. 
Yeah, I mean, he... if Big Dom is his therapist, right, and we he can't survive without Big Dom and his PhD from Broad and Shunk, <laughs> like I'm out. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my! I mean, what, like only in this town drama? does this shit happen. I, I don't know you that. Know? That's, I don't know that's true. You don't think? It could happen in other towns. I mean, there's got to be drama like this in other towns with football, doesn't there? Well, well, with with the the sideline security guy getting involved in a in a, with a an opponent and then being suspended, and then it comes out later that uh, he's the only guy that sort of keeps the coach in check from yelling at the players during games. That yeah, doesn't I, happen anywhere else. I, I don't know. I don't even know if there <laughs> is a, a big dom for these other teams. Have you ever seen any, any some big ass security guy? You know, to the right of Bill Belichick. No, there are some things that here that just don't make sense. I see his greasy haired son, you know, yeah. sitting to his right, who's now at the University of Washington coaching the defense. I, look, here's the like the thing is is you might be right. Like. There needs to be a real sports episode with Brian Gumble with that smug look on his face that I'd like to smack right off when he takes off the glasses. And he goes, oh, yeah. That's when he tries to be Scott Pelly. Yeah. 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 Just, take, the old oh. taking the off of the glass. Like, yeah. You know, and you're sitting back and putting it, putting the earpiece in your mouth. Yeah. I'd like that's to, when you're getting serious. I'd like to wipe that look off his face with a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Scott Pelly's eyes get a little wet. You know, they yeah. get a little teary eyed. Oh, you can God. see and they, they focus in on it closer because this is when it really is getting deep, man. Yeah. So this like, is this is emotion. Right like here. put your fucking seatbelt on your couch, like you may fall over. Right. Right. This segment. Like, look <laughs> out. We don't want you to get head, any kind of head injury. Who is that? Was it Bernie Goldberg on that show? Is it Bernie on the real sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Bernie Goldberg? Was Whoever that- Goldberg. I love that guy. Yeah. Not Goldberg, the wrestler. No, no. <laughs> he was no, actually Bernie, pretty good though. He was the gray hair. Yeah. He was, yeah. He, he was the, the white hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Love that guy. It, but, but he had like a real, like, he was not a polished de- guy, like delivery of the uh, human language. He no, was little, he was more like a city cat. Yeah, he was a little grufty, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I also liked Andrea Kramer too. She was always very yeah. good. Yeah, she's got Philly connections, huh? Yeah, of course. She now she'd be a good person to do the story because if somebody that isn't from Philly were to do the story and brings up anything negative, right? They're they're going to get they're going to need their own protection detail. <laughs> wow! I remember when Joe Santa Liquido had those reports on Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. That he was a problem in the locker room. He yeah. turned out to be right, by the way. Well, of course. Yeah. Some Somebody threw a brick through the front window of his house in Havertown. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. God. They, they, he was getting death threats because he reported something, which, again, turned out to be right. Right. But people didn't want to hear it. They're so protective. I know. And, and see, that's what I'm saying. They just don't understand the the real role of the media. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It, it drives people, me nuts. People will do this to me all the time. They're like, why, why aren't you criticizing the blah, blah, blah about the, the Flyers or something? And I'm like, first of all, um, I draw a check from the team. I work for the team. Do I like right. everything they do? No. Do I go out there and say you're a fucking idiot for doing it? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was the uh, the 
Winter Classic, right? Are they still stadium calling series. it that stuff? Oh, Stadium Series now. Okay. Yeah. Well, Winter All Classic right. is the one on New Year's on New Year's Day. Oh, okay. And stadium Series is the expansion of it. Um, I have blast, Harry. You yeah? know me. I'm usually pretty jaded about those things. It's the fifth outdoor game I've done. I did Fenway, which I still think was the best because it was the first for me, and it was Fenway. Right. Like that. that there's a vibe inside Fenway. I thought. Yeah. And so, so that was the best one. I've but seen baseball games in Fenway. It, it's it, awesome. Yeah. It's just you, you. There's a vibe when you walk in the building, mm-hmm. and you walk the concourse, and it's tiny. So, mm-hmm. um, and then Citizens Bank Park in 2012, uh, 2016. I think it was at Heinz Field was the worst. That miserable experience. I froze my bag off. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2018, it, the link was decent, but it rained a little bit. Yeah. This this was great up there. Dude, the place was jammed. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, you know, this whole thing kind of played itself through. And, you know, the outdoor game, have they done it too many times? Mm-hmm. It's not a great TV event. I No. I fully no. agree with that. No. But it is a great live event. There were 72,000-plus people at that stadium. And as I sat there on the field during the anthem and looked up as Clarence Clemens' son was playing it on the saxophone, mm-hmm. on an alto sax, I looked up people all the way up to the top of Metro. Oh, yeah, it's a big, big building. Yeah, yeah, it's a big building, yeah. And, and there is absolutely like a vibe you get when you're yeah. down on the field or playing surface with that many people. And it goes all the way around on all the levels, so it makes yep. it like, you know, it seems bigger. It's an arena without a roof. Huge right, arena. Right. right. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, it was it did get cold. Now you'd be happy to know I was doing the game in the corner where the, the fly on like the Flyers goal line they had to defend twice on the bench side. And to my right, like literally a foot from me, was another guy doing the the um ice level reporting for national radio by the name of Nick Olchuk. Hmm. Eddie Edzo's son. Oh yeah, was doing, and Edzo was up in the booth doing the game with Pat Foley, and I'm sitting there with Nick the whole game, and with so seven it's minutes. So it's yeah, Nick. So not Edzo. Not Edzo. Kick the shit out of it, Nick. So <laughs> kick his ass, Nick. So didn't yeah. that what I said? Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> and with seven minutes left in the game, Har, Nick tapped out. Oh yeah, now, we were cold as shit. He tapped out and he gets up and two packs of unopened hand warmers fall out of his pocket. I'm like, where were those? <laughs> They're unopened. I could have oh, used wow. those. Wow. So I jumped on those like a like a like a bird jumping on bird seed that you throw on the ground. Do they work? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I know people that wear those or have those in their pockets when they play golf in the winter. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah. I got electric ones too. That my son uses, yeah, and you like you you plug them in, and same thing. But I forgot to bring them. But no, it was it was a great event. The Flyers didn't play particularly well, mm. um, but it was uh, it, it was pretty. It was a lot of fun. So I was up there. On, I went on Friday for the practice and the family skate. Stayed Friday night and mm-hmm. then um, did the game on Saturday night. Thinking back to hotel one thirty. By the time I got done the podcast and everything, it was like four in the morning and. Um, got up around 10 and left on Sunday. But so you did yeah, the pot like, at the hotel when you got back? Yeah, I did. We had like a little reception after oh. the game down in, in this like private lounge area down by the locker rooms. Um, mm. 
with all the families and the players and you know management and coaches and stuff like that so now did you go through the players entrance at metlife well yeah i came in the the loading dock areas where they come in yeah yeah that's where i came in yeah i I was not a player but i came in that entrance (laughs) did nhl network have a camera on you guys as you're walking down the you know the ramp the concourse you know to get to the low lower bowl concourse to get to the room well, they, they did on the players because they all came in dressed as Rocky and Grays. Right, Grace, right, right. Pitch, so you weren't hoodie. dressed as Rocky? No, I did not dress as Rocky. Oh, jeez. I thought that was a little... Uh, Come on. I thought that was a little, you know, cliche. Yeah? <laughs> a little bit. Well, you see, the Devils came in dressed as the Sopranos, mm-hmm. wearing like a, a Christopher Moltisanti Fila sweatsuit. Oh, yeah? With like a, a tank top underneath. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So it was pretty cliche. Oh wow! Yeah, but it was fun. So the flyers, the flyers are still uh, rolling towards the playoffs. Yeah, they went to Chicago on Wednesday. Took on the uh, Blackhawks and Connor Bedard. Got our first mm-hmm. look at Bedard. Pretty spectacular. The rest of that team sink, stinks out loud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, they're in a good. They, you know, according to like the uh, the analytics sites, they got like a seventy eight percent chance of making the playoffs. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. So Very they good. got a big weekend though, Har. Matinee hockey at Wells Fargo tomorrow against the Rags. Okay. The Rangers in town. That so you got Breadman and Zabanajad. Ah, uh, uh, Yeah, hysteric and you know the whole thing. So they got the Rangers tomorrow, and then they uh-huh. go to Pittsburgh, and they got a chance to put the final nail in Pittsburgh's twenty-three twenty-four coffin. Now, which game is nationally televised? Saturday. Okay. I think Sunday is not. Yeah. Let me okay. Is it a uh, Sunday night game? No, actually, they're both nationally televised. Really? Three o'clock on Saturday on ESPN plus Hulu. Well, that's not Sunday's that's not na- TNT. That's not it's stream only game. Yeah, on on Saturday, so that's not nationally televised. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, I guess that's considered it because it's it's on ESPN's platform. No, nah. so the lo- there'll be no local broadcast. Right, right, right. And right. then, well, except for radio, and then Sunday's actually on TNT. Okay. So maybe I'll so, get to see Edzo Sunday too. All right. Now the Which Sixers. Um they still playing, Harry? Yeah, they they are. They've lost six of their last eight games, and they're now six and fifteen total without Embiid. And of course, yeah. he's still out. Now, you know, it's like will he be able to come back before the end of the regular season? Um, you know, it's it's just a whole mess. But they debut Kyle Lowry last night, who is, was acquired. Uh, I believe at the deadline, it's, you know, one of those bogus moves like the NBA does where he, he was traded from Miami to Charlotte, I believe, mm-hmm. and immediately opted out and becomes a, like a free agent and with the intent of coming to Philadelphia. And so they bring him on and he debuts coming off the bench last night and got a nice ovation apparently from the crowd. This is the, you know, he, he apparently never grew up dreaming of playing for the Sixers. I read, but he thought it was a really cool moment when the, you know, the crowd just gave him this nice ovation being a Philly guy, Cardinal Doherty guy. His, you know, his high school no longer exists. Yeah. That's where Joe Conklin went to to Cardinal Doherty. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Up in Olney. Yeah. Olney, Pennsylvania. Olney is the way I used to say it because I lived like real, real close to there for a little while. But the people from Philly go Olney. They put an extra syllable in there. Uh, Olney. Alan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how many extra syllables does Kern add into Saturday? Oh, sorry. 
yeah, yeah. That's that sounds about right, Harry. Yeah, it's like it's like that. So Ow. he he comes off the bench, scored eleven points, four rebounds, five assists. He filled up the stat sheet in twenty five minutes, but then gets an elbow to the dome, oh. and needed six stitches to close the wound. He has his big bandage, like this circular bandage, right on his forehead. Wow. <laughs> So he had like a donut on there. They, they the lost. Donut bandage, Harry. Uh the donut bandage. I had the donut bandage with with sixteen stitches right here on what was my hairline when I caught a clapper right in the fucking forehead in nineteen eighty nine. So that's what's wrong with you. Well, that um, you got other CTE. Ones. Yeah. Well, this head was always in the danger zone, Harry. <laughs> and we weren't wearing, you know, highly protective uh masks like you know the one that one ha- hanging there on my wall right 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 back in my day i was wearing the old dominic hashik helmet and cage oh okay you know, i hated old, those yeah the old bucket i hated the 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 hashik look yeah the old cooper sk 2000 helmet hair yeah and the then his, his butterfly move yeah wasn't he the guy that kind of brought that in well, that was Vogue. Patrick Wall was the one that yeah. Oh, Wall was the first guy to do that. Yeah, and oh. butterfly style was essentially uh, created by a guy named Benoit Allaire, who was the goalie coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Not uh, Benoit Balls. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's ben- the only Benoit no- that I know. Yeah, Benoit Allaire was the uh, <laughs> the architect of the uh, butterfly style of goaltending. Wow, and uh, taught it to uh, Patty Wall and. I, I don't even know what the hell a guy like uh, Hashik was doing. He was a guy like people loved him, mm-hmm. but in the goalie community, um, no, we couldn't. The goalie community didn't love him as much as everybody else because mm. they couldn't figure out what the hell he was doing. There's a goalie community. <laughs> you could, yeah, absolutely. There's yeah, a whole subculture. Here. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, and because nobody in the goalie community could figure out how to emulate him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he has you, such a unique style that you couldn't yeah. m- mimic it. Like a guy would come in on a breakaway and he would just barrel roll. <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know what would go into that. He mm. just fall, like, go jump sideways and make the save. It was insane. But, um, yeah. So, it, it, are the Sixers, that's kind of a Flyers move, huh? You get what, the br- right guy at the wrong the... time. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think he can help them. I mean, he's coming off the bench. I mean. Yeah, you know, they, can't hurt. No, good leader. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it actually. Um, the other thing is, the Phillies have started down in Clearwater. Obviously, saw that, and I don't know that they've started really officially playing games yet. But very soon, they, before the end of February, they play games. And Bryce Harper, through his agent, apparently wants more money. He didn't okay. get enough when John Middleton went out there and handed him everything he had. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott Boris is a pig, and he's always been a pig. I hate him. Or okay. Rob Ellis would say a peg. A peg. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and that's his agent, and I, I can't stand him. Um, but he signed through 2031, and he's, he'll be 38 years old then. And he says, I want to play into my 40s. So, well, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to need another contract. And you can't, you know, Boris isn't going to let him wait until he's 38 and basically washed up. Can you nobody... extend a guy at 34 years of age when his contract's not until he's 38? I mean, I wouldn't. Can you? Is it even allowed? I don't know. I don't know what it's allowed, but I'm, I'm sure it is, or Boris wouldn't be pushing for it. But he's owed 
$196 million. And you need more money. Okay? That's what he's owed. Forget about so, what he's already made. He's probably already made more than that. Uh, oh, 200 yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. $26 million per year for the next five seasons, including this year. And then there's three more years at $22 million. 196 according to my math. And he wants to extend now. Yeah. For when he's 38, and we don't even know if the guy's going to be able to walk. Why do you, I mean, why do you need more money? Yeah, why is this my question. story? Like, he shouldn't, it, it's so out of touch to ask. It is. And this is a good way to, like, Alien. piss off the fan base that loves your ass. Yeah. You right? haven't won yet by, either, by the way. No, they like, haven't. You've, gotten, you've had some really fun seasons. Oh, they've been great. Love watching them. But yeah, Jesus I, Christ. I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. But I'll tell you, this is, I would, if I'm his agent or if I'm a, a, in his entourage, forget the agent, because the agent wants, wants his share. Um, I'm like, yo, you might want to back off of this. Yeah, like you might, he's might doing big counsel. Go out and win a World Series, and then maybe, maybe. But even so, Jesus. why do you need more money? Yeah, like you're right. This is there's no upside to this becoming public. No, why would you him? want to play into your forties? <clears throat> like to me, yeah. with all that money, and I'm retiring when I'm 38 years old, I can go enjoy my life. You know, yeah. Like, just because Tom Brady went till he was 45. And was married to a supermodel doesn't mean like it's the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. To me, I'd be looking for a way to get out at 36 instead of going to 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got all the dough. I don't need the dough. And I get these guys are competitors, the whole thing. But mm -hmm. and he you know, is. Yeah. And he's he's a gamer. I get all that, but geez, come on, enough. I know. Like I don't need to be hearing in 2024 that your contract that ends on in 2031 needs to be extended now because you want to keep playing beyond it. Right. Right. I mean, it's 2024. <laughs> you got like yeah. six years left. It's insane yeah. so, to me. So there's that. And then it, it, it just got me like all we talk about in sports anymore is money. Like uh, yeah. it's infested college sports now for the last year or yeah. two where, where you know, it's all about conference realignment, the college football playoff, uh, NIL, transfer portal, all this bullshit yeah. where you can't like, you know, it's like the, the coach has to re-recruit his basketball team and his football team at the end of every season just to keep your guys. Yeah. And then it's about, well, do we have the NIL funds uh, that could because uh, Boston College wants to pay our running back, you know, a million dollars a year. Well, we can't compete with that. He's gone. Out of there. Yep. Yeah. It's ruined it, college sports to me. It's it's worked. It worked for years, years without it. And now you add this money into it. If you want to pay the athletes, okay. Pay, and I'm okay with that. Everybody I'm gets okay. the same. I'm okay Can't with them getting something. Yep. You know, uh, there's this talk about making them employees of the university with this like union situation that happened up at Dartmouth, nice. you know, but that way I think that could be a possible way to sort of settle this thing where, it would eliminate or severely cut back on the ability of these guys to just leave here every, you know, every year they're going somewhere else. Yeah. They're free agent year yeah. after year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and, and Nick Saban is now, of course he's retired and working for ESPN, but he is, I read this week that he's sort of offered himself as a sort of a, a, a sound voice of reason for the sport and wants to be involved in making this right 
Oh, so Nick Saban's going to fix it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been living shit at everybody for years. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. What's wrong with that? No, I mean, look, it, it, they were, they've been paying people for decades at Alabama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I'm sure he'll right. be a real sound voice on it. Okay. <laughs> if you anybody knows anything that? about that, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, good on him for, yeah. for, 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 you know, putting himself out there at, I'm sure at no fee, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's all over college sports. It, it's infested golf, which although I've been talking about with the, with my golf podcast, it seems every week we talk about money. Like what's this player getting offered from, you know, to yeah. leave the tour. Now there's a, a report out there that, Rory McIlroy's former agent, Chubby Chandler, uh, is intimating that, you know, Rory may leave the tour because he could be offered upwards almost a billion dollars. Oh, my God. Not Chubby Checker. No, not Chubby Checker. A Philly guy, by the way. Chubby mm-hmm. Checker. Yeah. No, uh, $975, 985000000 million oh my is the God. number. Yeah. See, see, and that's the Why does he need that? Yeah, here's the problem. The fact that, like, on Swing It and Ding It, you guys have to talk about that and not talk about the game. Right, right. It's all become too distracting. It's like when you watch these games on TV now, there's so much going on with the goddamn ticker that I can't watch. Oh, yeah. All I do is watch the 17 things that are on the ticker at the the bottom. The scroll. And none of the game. Yeah. And here's the problem I have with the the scroll. I don't have a problem with the scroll, but I have a problem with Comcast Xfinity is – they put this like, let's say you change channels or you want to pause it and rewind it and, you know, start it again. This dark, the bottom of the screen gets darkened where you can't even oh, see yeah. what's on. like, what are they doing? What, what yeah. all the stuff on sports, the scoreboards and all that stuff usually run at the bottom. Yep. And they cover it up. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. That's an outrage. It is. Um, I want to get to one last thing here before we get out of here, because God forbid if we're to go much longer. Uh, but you sent me this tweet. I'll, oh. I'll put it up here on the screen. And I think it's it kind of lends to what we've talked about the entire episode so far. Um, so this tweet, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Is it Fide, Fide, Fidesio? Uh, I don't know if people can see it there. Fit Dad CEO, I think is what it is. Oh, okay. Fit He's Dad. a Fit Dad and a CEO. Okay, he actually follows me on Twitter. Does he follow you, Harry? He's following you? No, he, I don't yeah. think he follows me. Because um, when I clicked it, it said that he follows me. So um, his tweet says this. It says, can we as a city, meaning the city of Philadelphia, boycott at 975 The Fanatic and at Sports Radio WIP? Never seen a group so hard up to get star athletes to leave a team. Hashtag boycott Philly radio. <laughs> <laughs> your this thoughts are this is what i'm talking about like yeah you know, like like there's there's tweets underneath here like replies and stuff that refer to some of the names of the hosts you know and uh you know this one host can't curl a toothpick so so the the, the implication is like well he's not he's not a big strong athlete so therefore he shouldn't be able to talk about athletes yeah you know, like I, I love that mentality too Right, right. Did you they, ever play the game? Right, but then then they yell at you know the the former ex athlete or the former athletes that are on. Oh, this is a former eagle. You know, he can't like 
you can never please any of these people. So no. why why bother trying to please one of them? Yeah. You know. Um one guy responded and said, What did the fanatic do? I think people are boycotting them already. Oh jeez. Based on I, the ratings. I knew you were trying to work that in. Oh jeez. Uh um, boycott but, started when you and I left, Harry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm just saying, like they think that the guys on WIP or the fanatic are trying to get, you know, players to leave the team or they're trying to get the team to lose. Trust me. I've did radio here when the teams were good and when they were really bad, yeah. it was way more fun covering that Eagles team that won a Super Bowl than it was through Andy Reid's final year. Yeah. Okay. I can tell you that as a fact or when Chip Kelly came here and it blew up two and a half, three years later, whatever that last season was for him when he got fired before the end of the year. Yep. That is not as much fun as it was covering that team that won. So when you sit here and say that, you know, the host, I'm not a host anymore, but that you want the team to lose, I uh, I throw up a flag. Well, the well, Phillies teams were I, so I, much I fun. <clears throat> yeah, there's so much more fun when things are going well. And I and I agree with you. But the, sports radio had hit some kind of fork in the road. I don't know when the fork happened, but – you know, a lot of it has become now, which is what you and I despise and refuse to do, is this hot take radio. Right. Like disingenuous, you know, just being outlandish. and No totally, nuance. Yeah, no nuance. No nuance. Saying things yeah. for response. Clickbait yeah. click radio. And a lot of it became that. And a lot of it became so hyper-focused on Eagles, Eagles, Eagles that they they – just are so desperate to manufacture some kind of debate controversy conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And controversy that that's the what that's the way it comes off to people sometimes. And I, so I understand what he's saying. Sometimes it is like, Oh, you guys are just trying to stir shit up when there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that is because they've been conditioned now to just talk about the Eagles in May when literally nothing is happening. Right. So they are trying to stir. You've already talked the draft out and here it is like the third week of May and you got that, you know, a couple of weeks until training camp starts. So now what do we do? People are, you know, base people are just getting into the baseball season. You know, maybe the Sixers have have already been eliminated from the second round of the playoffs. Flyers as well. The Flyers. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and and the conversation becomes, uh, Carson Wentz being a hunter. Is that a no go for you? Six one Oh, you yeah. know, like, it's like, are you serious? Right. And because of the inability to talk about other sports in an educated way, yeah. because football, you can just, you can appeal to the knuckle draggers right. and to the people that the 700 level mentality, then that's what you get. And that's and, when that's when you were begging for like a sconce gate, which happened like yeah. I think it was the late May. I think that yeah. was Carrie Williams May. didn't show up for uh, uh, OTAs, yeah, uh, an optional, right? And because he went shopping for sconces, right? So like it was like, oh, we could talk. Does he really care? Six right. one <laughs> And now there's there's something going on with I believe it's Rendon out in um, Los Angeles with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Where it came out, where he he admitted that baseball is not you know nearly his top priority. Like he's got family and job. whatever else, you know, other things, just a job and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, why would you why would you throw that to the masses like that? 
Seriously, just keep that under your hat. You haven't played nearly a complete season like since you got there. He's always hurt, and he's getting paid a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> like just and he's shut like, up. Yeah, it's really not my priority. I'm getting paid thirty mil a year. Yeah, it's a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, people would kill the hat. Yeah, you you have to consider the uh, how it's you, the what you say, your opinion on it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. And there's like you said, there's a lot of nuance gone yeah. in today's society. So, yeah, um, yeah I, look, I know people get pissed off at those stations. I, I just don't listen. I just don't listen to it anymore. I'm I'm an I'm an uh, an on demand consumer now. Well, here's Colin. What's the fix to sports talk radio? Even yeah. the good shows are growing old. Long form bar stool is it. I don't know what long form bar stool is. I, I think what he's saying is like w- the conversations you would have at the bar, just the long form conversations without the hot know. take. I, I think I, he's referring to bar stool network. No, no, I'm not. It could be. I, I don't know. Hmm. So maybe we should bring him on next week and talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We got to get, we're getting Ray Coob on too. Either yeah. Next we, week or the week after, because, uh, you know, it's still it's still going to be slow. I mean, the Eagles will be in free agency, but you know that's like two or three days in early March, and then it's over. Yeah, yeah. Collins says laid back, real talk, kind of. Like oh, okay. That. Yeah, like like one of the things people used to say about the show that you and I did together was like two guys sitting at the bar, mm. and it wasn't like, hey, I'll take this side, you take that side. Like you know, like right. all these shows now, like it's got to be combative. Well, that's because everybody always can envision me sitting at a bar. Yes. I didn't recognize there was oftentimes I didn't recognize you, Harry, without a bar attached to your chest. <laughs> I didn't drink last night, by the way. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Alert. Alert the press. Can I get through tonight? <laughs> no. I don't know. It's Friday. <laughs> um, did you see they landed on the moon? They landed that that uh Odie Odys- Odysseus on the moon last night. What? There, there was this unmanned unit that landed on the moon last night on the south pole of the moon, which is okay. a big deal. It's not the uh, Sea of Tranquility, which is some flat areas like where the Apollo missions would go. Okay. But this is the first time, Harry, um, since 1972. I think, I think it was October of 19 or December of 1972 that the U.S. has landed something on the moon. Hmm. Like, why the 50-year-plus gap? I, no, I, I don't know. I mean, you know way more about this than I than I do. Yeah, I saw and it last night. That kind of blowing me away with all this moon knowledge. Yeah, I and just because I got caught up in the coverage last night a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, they landed. Remember in Dumb and Dumber when he sees an old newspaper and he comes back and goes, we landed on the moon! <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. So, right. yeah, we've now landed. Odie is on the moon. So, mm. congratulations to Great. Odie. Odie. And, uh, NASA and the company they're working with uh, to, to get that done. Uh, anything else you want to get to, Har? Um, F1 season's coming yeah, up. Yeah, what, what's week? going on? What's up with F1? Where are you at, Where are you at this week? Bahrain? Well, they're, they're wrapping up testing today. Yeah. Um, three days of testing. And uh, coming up next week will be the first uh, Grand Prix at the Bahrain International Circuit. And we'll be underway for 24 races and uh, another F1 season that Max Verstappen will win. I predict 21 of the 23, 24 races. Should be thrilling. Yeah. 
I yeah. can't wait. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm ready for to have it back. I gotta admit, like if Tiger Woods came back and let's say he played in every event and won ninety percent of the events, I'd You'd get love bored. It. No, I would. Bored. Yeah. Wow. I would. I don't know how you guys I don't know how you guys love that sport when the same guy wins every fucking week. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's still there's still storyline. Yeah, there are. And yeah, and, and every track it's like golf. Every track's different. Yeah. You know, you got to set the car up different. A high downforce track, a low downforce track, street circuit versus, you know, a traditional. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of elements here. I got to consider all this when I'm going into my uh, sim racing schedule for the week as well, Harry. Okay. There's a, there's a lot that the engineers are working on behind the scenes that you don't see. Oh, I'm sure. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. working on setup. Yeah. A race pace, tire deg. Did you watch the Indy fi- or the uh, Daytona 500? I watched a little bit of it. I saw the big one at the end, a huge crash. Yeah, it always ends in a wreck. Yeah, that's because they put these restrictor plates on the cars and they run so close together. It's going to happen. You, you can't do that. Well, they only do that at the super speedways. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. like there, Talladega. Talladega. Yeah. Yeah. So they all run nose to tail and it's all just about drafting. Right. It, like what, what, what the point is, what is the point of a race if you put a restrictor plate so they all run the same speed? It's no longer a race. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, wasn't the restrictor like, plates put in for safety? Yeah. Because because Bill Elliott did a 212 mile an hour uh, lap at uh, Talladega and they deemed it was too dangerous. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Exactly right. Harry. In the yeah. best. In the McDonald's uh, Ford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't he? Was he number five? What, uh, what number no, was Labonte he? was Bobby Lab or. Uh, yeah, one of the Labontes, Bobby Labonte, I think it was, was number okay. five. Oh, okay. But maybe Ward Burton. Uh, uh, Ward Burton. How maybe about Ward that? Burton, yeah, brother <laughs> Jeff Burton. To- like total redneck. I hear that dude. I'm talking about Ward Burton. You know, total redneck. But um, yeah, no, that was that was Bobby Labonte that was in the in the uh, number five. I think it was a cereal car, like the uh, Special K or something. Cornflakes or something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I always liked uh. What's it? Was it Kale Yarborough in the Hooters in the Hooters car? Exactly. Wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't he a Hooters guy? That's a great NASCAR. Like, ah, the Kale, Kale Yarborough. Yeah, yeah. They had their bikini contest apparently at the King of Prussia location night uh, last. Oh night. wow! I was getting some video. We we should have uh, done a live show. From there. Yeah, <laughs> we probably right. work that out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the official sponsor of Not for Long Media and the Aji's podcast, Terry Labonte. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's the original Fudge Kitchen. You know, a staple of the Jersey Shore. Six locations: Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. They make all of their fudge and sweet treats right in the store, so it's guaranteed to be delicious and fresh. Stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. But if you're not able to visit in person, not a problem. They ship it to you. All across the country, they can ship it to you. Be sure to check out their website, fudgekitchens.com. Yeah, T from the 203. Terry Labonte was the Kellogg's number five. Oh, Kellogg's, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was the yellow and red. There you go. He had some great name. Ricky Rudd. Remember he drove the Ricky Tide Rudd. car? Oh, yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> the Tide car Chevy. <laughs> that thing was hideous looking. Yeah, Dale Jarrett. Yeah. Back in D- the day. Dale Jarrett. Um, he ran for Gibbs, I think, at one point. Was that the Joe Gibbs 88 that he was when with? When he won the Daytona 500. Because mm-hmm. I believe it was on Valentine's Day, the day I got married in Vegas. Wow. I'm, I'm thinking this is 
you have a few shekels on Dale Jarrett that day, Harry? I did, and I also had money on UConn that day. I'll never forget. I think they played Georgetown. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think it was like February 14th, 1993. Okay. Yeah. Brian, that up. Michael Waltrip. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 was, I prefer Daryl Waltrip to yeah. Michael Waltrip. I remember I was at giggity, the... Giggity, giggity. Buggity, buggity, buggity. Oh, it's buggity, buggity. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at Talladega, Harry. This is uh-huh. probably 1995. Um, and it was the Die Hard 500. Da, right? And we're sitting on the backstretch there. And the whole field, you know, nose to tail, a NASCAR field comes by. Right. 43 cars, right? Right. And then there's this car trailing the whole pack. And it's Daryl Waltrip. He's got everybody's on eight cylinders. He's on like three, right? Really? <laughs> and he come by, and these this this enormous redneck behind me. Every lap that Daryl went by, he said the same thing. It's a shame that happened to that there DW. <laughs> Every fucking lap, fifty eight laps, and this guy coming the whole field. Wow, Daryl. Shame about that there, DW. DW. Uh, yeah. Shame about what happened to that there, DW. F- February 14th, 1993, Dale Jarrett won his first uh, Daytona, Daytona 500. He ended up yeah. winning three of them. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I, I went to Daytona. I was scheduled to go there for the first ever night race at Daytona International Speedway when they put the lights in. I'm going to say this is around 99. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was the firecracker 400 that they were oh, yeah. 500. So it was 4th of July weekend. And right. the first, we were supposed to go and they got postponed mm-hmm. because of wildfires in Florida. Oh, wow. So they moved it to October and we went back in October and went down. I drove all the way. <laughs> I went down to Talladega one year in an RV with my brother and a bunch of other people. We left from state college. Mm-hmm. And drove like the 16 hours to Talladega, Alabama, Harry. That sounds and like an the, Eric Church song. And the race got canceled. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I drove 16 hours oh. in an RV, and we didn't even see a race. That's that's literally the lyric of a, a great uh, Eric Church song called Talladega. 16 hours to Talladega. <laughs> got there, the race got canceled. They took daddy's old Winnebago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We took the Winnebago down too. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, believe I drove that far to see nothing. Nothing. A bunch of uh, rednecks plowing their cars through a mud bog. Wow. These people thought that was like, uh, like a, a, a a ring of gold. Hmm. Oh, look at their mud bog. <laughs> Beauties. All right, that's uh, episode eighty-seven of the Odd G's podcast. We'll Might be, back. be our last. Yeah, well, we've said that. <laughs> 86 other times. I know. know. (laughs) All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week on a brand new episode of the Odd G's Podcast. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on.